0: And that's why sometimes you just got to make it work. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for our cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson
1: in Greensboro, North Carolina. Dan,
0: we're doing a we're doing a throwback. We're we're doing a morning one. It's so. almost like
1: back when we were both unemployed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no. Let's not talk about yeah, that anymore.
1: No, I know. it was a bad time. Good, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Life keeps evolving and moving and throwing new challenges at me. I'll go ahead and share the wife and daughter just tested positive for COVID this morning. And I tested negative. So the consequence of that for sure is the rescheduling of her birthday party this weekend, which is heartbreaking.
0: Man, Because
1: she's been planning yeah. that for three months. Um and possibly my karaoke tonight and the band gig on Saturday,
0: and all the kinds of things get
1: thrown up in the air when that happens. But this is our world. This is where we this is where we are,
0: yep, yeah, our ones are getting boosted this afternoon. and then we're we've got a trip in October. I'm actually leaving for Seattle tomorrow, but I will be I think I'm still riding the antibody train for mm. a couple more weeks, yeah, but yeah, we're going to try and get it boosted just in time to head out to the Caribbean in October, so. sweet. It, actually in, as a part of that this has nothing to do with the podcast so I had a, we had to drive to Tennessee yesterday to uh, get our passports fast tracked oh nice so that was fun we did end up at a at the radio station that my mother-in-law works at kids got to go into the studio and record a spot like it was a fun little good. detour Um, while I worked on my laptop from the passenger seat yeah. these are things we have to do sometimes
1: yeah I several years ago I had to fly I, I flew to DC for the day to stand in the right line <laughs> a very fast passport yeah there, there are ways to do that Fun, fun.
0: Let's see. I have not had any music-y things going on. I did get a chance to review the Epiphone Power Player series. Yeah. uh, That was cool to do like a pre-release deal. And they're really nice little guitars. Okay. They're actually, they're sitting over there still. And uh, 7-8th is a fun thing. Uh, You know, I've got a gig coming up where I'm subbing and... (laughs) One of the songs we were playing is uh, "Message in a Bottle," and I was thinking, "Huh, that's handy." Seven eighth scale would might be a, yeah, could, a good reason you could, to you have, you have you one could of could Reach those. those
1: stretchy pieces of "Message in a Bottle." That's good.
0: Yeah. So maybe I'll ask uh, Jeff at Gibson if I can hang on to one for a little while longer.
1: Yeah, you could do a you could do l- a gig report.
0: Yeah, stress test. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just for one song, though. But yeah, it was uh, that's a new thing where the company reached out to us and was like we have this thing coming out and we think we might be able to you got your audience either as musicians looking for travel stuff or musicy parents who want good instruments for their kids might be a good across collab it was great yeah it's awesome good stuff and uh yeah other than that got some cool promo stuff lined up i've got Two big shows coming up, one for Warped and one for Members Only, and some in content creation land trying to put little spots together, working in final cut in motion with these fun, like, 80s-style templates and stuff. That's been a cool experience, a little time-consuming, but all worth it if the show goes well. You gotta do what you gotta do. Did you end up playing this weekend? Your future is in the air, but what about, what about your past? Yeah,
1: my past, is, my past has already happened, so nothing can change that, short of time travel. Which wow. theoretically doesn't exist. Anyway. I was not ready for that Look, this week. Time travel. I'm always thinking about time travel. It's my favorite sci-fi subgenre. But time wow. travel is not required to tell you that my karaoke show on Saturday was lightly attended. Fun. My, all my regulars were there and really nobody else because it was blazes hot out. And apparently out mm-hmm. on that really popular, cute little walking street and walking and shopping street, the afternoon was super cool busy. And then it died at about five. We're thinking people were out in the heat and called it, went home to the air conditioning. And then we're not willing to sit on the patio with me that night. It was, uh, we had a bunch of fun with my three or four singers. I have put together a greatest hits moments video that I'll be making some, some marketing efforts around because all of my guys are super happy to be used for my marketing. It's not a problem with any of them. So I'll have that out for review at some point good and we had a killer rehearsal in preparation for the show this saturday that may or may not happen now but again we hadn't seen each other for a little while we took a week forced to take a week off of rehearsal because of life and then got back together and all of our muscle memory was fully still there and we could completely rocked in this rehearsal and so we feel very ready whether we'll get to put that readiness on a stage we will see but but the band's ready to go so that's good
0: we've got a couple of we're trying to do like a uh, like a st- uh, stakeholders meeting for members. We need to get some operational things sorted and figure out where everybody stands on some business, unlike the business operation side. Yeah. And then we've also got with the warp Show, I'm trying to get a rehearsal together. We're adding in a second guitar player, so I don't have to play guitar. Nice. And he's, I know he's solid. but We just haven't gotten in the room to work through it just yet. So I'm trying to figure out how to get all of that sorted. It's you know right now. For the next, I would say, four to six weeks, we are just, it's just go, it's between this and back to school and yeah. family stuff. Like, it's just, these next weeks are going to be absolutely wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good. And that's, you can tell where your future is headed. I don't know. Yeah, Ours will either be wild yeah. or it will be not. <laughs> that's one of the ways. It's I'm starting
0: go. to. I wanted to ask this question. I'm afraid to ask it though. But do you think that you have cursed yourself by calling your band the New Strange, considering all of the abnormal happenings that have occurred around your gigs?
1: I was trying to capitalize on a moment there in that branding, and that moment. I don't believe in curses per se, but uh, for sure that moment is. We keep acting like the pandemic's Persistent. over, and uh, the pandemic's not over, right? We're slap in the middle yeah. of it. Um, we'd like to. It would be neat if the epidemiological scenario was a match for how we're all behaving but it is not not that we're have any leverage to change how anyone's behaving but
0: nope
1: and this is a good time to be realistic about the risk of it it's it's a bad cold at this point it's Mm -hmm. evolved from where it was killing a lot of people so it's not that big a deal but we're also really ought to be taking it seriously too i don't know it's a weird it's a weird place it's a weird place
0: Having gone through it just now and basically losing three weeks of my life to it, I'm still pretty apt to avoid it. (sighs) For
1: sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is not the bummer we want to talk about. No, it was just I, it was
0: a an interesting question that entered my brain yeah. that I immediately regretted asking. After
1: it came out. <laughs> I Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think we cursed ourselves, but I think the world is cursed at the moment in some ways.
0: Yeah, I feel like I do the Mrs. Lincoln transition like every episode. Go for it. So we'll just no no other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. What go. are we going to talk about today?
1: A conversation happened on the Patreon Slack this week that I thought would be really interesting to share with everybody, or at least share the the what my takeaway from it. Yeah. Somebody brought up a song and said, "Hey, has anybody has anybody tried?" Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. Now, are you? Mm-hmm. is that a song that you have in the back of your brain, Adam? You?
0: No, it was one of those where I had to listen to it to be like, oh, gotcha.
1: And the consensus was it was a song that nobody would recognize the verse. And when you get to the chorus, maybe a quarter of the room will go, oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Probably there is certainly an audience that would have a very different reaction than that. But general audience is probably not for that tune. However, yeah. the mention of that song came, it, the song came flooding back to me instantly because it came out in 81. I was six or seven at the time. And and I immediately had this flash of nostalgia. And it was connected with the other song that was associated in my brain was Elvira.
0: By the Oak Ridge Boys? By the Oak
1: Ridge Boys, Yeah. And for some reason, those two songs, just I think of them being in the same category. And when I looked, yeah, both 81, both came out the same year. Then I realized, you know what? I think the girl, the teenage girl who babysat me introduced me to both of those songs. And then I went down this path of like, what was her name? It was, yeah, God, was it? And it was uh, like, I'm having all these thoughts and I'm broadcasting them on the Slack in this conversation. Like I'm thinking out loud in Slack as I'm thinking this, like, so was it Rachel? Was it, it? Wasn't Rachel? No, but I knew we knew them from church. Her last name was Garrison. It's Leslie Garrison. who so it was. In fact, I think I'm Facebook friends with her. I don't think I've seen anything from her on Facebook in a while. But but yeah, Leslie Garrison. And then I remember watching one of the Pink Panther movies with Peter Sellers at my in my living room with her one night when she was babysitting me. I have this memory. And then I remember at her house there was a Super Bowl party in which I won big because it was like a game that like you'd pull a player out of a hat and things that they did were worth points. And I happened to pull both quarterbacks and the quarterbacks were Phil Simms and Elway And so then I, was, like, I Googled that and was like, yeah, okay. That was 87, that was Super Bowl 21. So like I went down this whole path of like my childhood came pouring out of my brain. Just yeah. to mention of this one song. And it really struck me that, that that's our mission. That's yeah. that's the win. When you start playing a song and the whole room goes, oh my God, like, like they're suddenly... In high school, listening to that song that they loved. And they remember being in the car with their friends when that song first came on. And that moment, I've talked a lot about, I like to say, weaponizing their nostalgia. like. Yeah. And I really, I, it was the first time in a while I've had that sort of very tactile experience of my nostalgia coming flying up at me and it being a great experience just because of the stupid song that nobody knows anymore, but was important to me when I was six, apparently. Yeah. And so that's one of the things you want to think about as you do your song discovery work. Like what... What age group am I aimed at? What what would have been on the radio then? What is what's a great lost hit? I think about what tunes nobody's doing, but you could pull out, not to say you should focus on B-sides. We've talked thoroughly about how that doesn't right, work. Right. But sometimes a hidden gem that hasn't been played a lot or thought about a lot that, you know. A big part of the room is going to go, oh my God, about the, the you want to find those. You want yeah. to be thinking about those. It's a good way to break out of the general business material, the brown eyed girls and the, not that you shouldn't, not that you should avoid those. Those are great tunes to play and there's a reason they're important, but yeah, it was just a really cool experience having that all happen in my head. And I just wanted to surface that for the listeners.
0: Yeah, for sure. When we, w- we just did this, that nineties homecoming thing, we hadn't done a nineties gig in two years. Yeah. And it's really easy to put it on the back burner because members only does well and we stay busy, but like we did this nineties event and it like, it went over like gangbusters. Like people were, if nothing else, they were 10 years younger than our crowd normally is. And so there was a certain level of energy to it that we just, we don't normally get sometimes. So that was fun. Um, but also to me, I felt like the material just had, has a sense of humor about it that I don't necessarily get to flex yeah. in the 80s band quite as much i've talked about this before on the show where we were do we opted to do santeria and our operation is we played clicks and it's it's very regimented and whatever but like this 90s thing we did a lot of like stuff without clicks just like doing it to whatever tempo we felt like and um i sang the guitar solo to santeria instead of playing it yeah. and got i got like this roar of applause when i finished it that wouldn't have happened if I just played it. So it's just, and then doing like the, we do the mashup with All Star over semi charm Life. There's just a bit of, because the age of the audience that would go to a show to, like that kind of has this kind of internet meme kind of yep. sensibility. Yep. You can do those kinds of things and it goes over well. So right. for me, it was just like, it was this breath of fresh air. It was like a shot in the arm. It's like, oh man, this is a lot of fun. So we'll definitely be prioritizing that kind of thing. But thinking about like song selection and repertoire stuff, It's so easy to think about the heavy hitters, but they're all of these like huge hits that may have just been like a flash in the pan for a band that came and went. When you said that, like a song that like hit you and you hadn't thought about in a while, what is it called? Back for Good by Take That. Boy, I don't have
1: that one in my head at all.
0: So it's a power ballad song from the early to mid 90s. Take That was an English boy band featuring a young and fat Robbie Williams. (laughs) He was the fat one. (laughs) All right. Which is very funny now. And I've played, I play it, semi-regularly in my acoustic shows and people always kind of like perk up because like oh yeah i haven't heard the song in twenty years right. but it was a huge hit it was the number one or top 10 or whatever so there there are plenty of opportunities to play big songs that may not necessarily have come from huge artists yeah look for the one hit wonders of the era that you're trying to dig into yeah yeah and that's a good resource for stuff where you can find these little nuggets of nostalgia yeah.
1: Yeah, and you can, it's interesting because you can trust your own nostalgia about that to some extent, but it also sometimes takes some road testing. You, your lived experience isn't everybody's. There there are songs that were regional hits that maybe you moved since you were that age to be nostalgic about that. And I think about that All particularly- right, in that brings
0: up a good point. Yeah. Copperhead Road, do you know that song?
1: <sighs> Feels like I do. I can't sing it.
0: Copperhead Road. Okay, so when I was in- High school, never heard it before. Went to college in Tennessee, and Copperhead Road is everywhere now. In my market, there's a song called "Fly Me Courageous" by a band called Driving and Crying, and I and they were huge here. Yeah. And if you played like Honeysuckle Blue or Fly Me Courageous, like everybody in the market would be really pumped. Yeah. But if you played it anywhere outside of this, d- the radius of probably the state. Nobody's ever heard of
1: it. Yeah, I think of Atlanta and Nashville both as having strong local scenes, like for originals, like yeah. strong radio scenes for local artists. And I'm not sure that's – don't think that's as true here, but probably there are other markets that are that way. But you want to be aware of that. You want to be aware of – if you didn't grow up in Atlanta, but yeah. you're playing in Atlanta, who, what were the bangers when your audience here was – forming their nostalgia memories.
0: But you also have to be careful about that because especially in a, a big metropolitan area, there's a lot of transient. So like you could True. still alienate a local room. True. Comedian, so Comedians say this, it's local jokes to get local work. So you do have to be very mindful of- Fair. The room you're playing to in the audience that might be there. Again, you got to apply the Wang Chung rule.
1: Yeah, road test it. Yep. And then kill it if and it for doesn't those fly. Of you
0: who are new, <laughs> the Wang Chung rule- is, uh, is a three gig rule that my band implemented. And it's on the back of Wang Chung. I thought Everybody had Fun Tonight was going to be a big hit. The band reluctantly humored my request and it went over terribly. Yeah, no,
1: nobody had fun tonight. Gigs,
0: nope, nobody had fun. People did have fun that night, but not to that song. Yeah. So think about the Wang Chung rule when you are onboarding new material. But I think for guys like us, we really are, We dig the, uh, the data. Like it's fun to look through the totally the charts and try to figure out what the uh, the magic sauce is, and that's why you uh, you created that Setluster AI site,
1: right? I Did Setluster.ai and it scrapes Billboard charts going back all the way to the beginning of the billboards in '58,
0: I think, the '50s, yeah, '58, '54, I can't remember, something when, like when
1: that. It has it all, and it has a. It's a really good. Uh, I've dug into it and found some real winners from the past that I had forgotten all about. It's a pretty cool thing. You can go sign up for an account. The free account will give you just the last four weeks of charts, I think. And then there are some paid levels. And I did have somebody sign up who I didn't There's
0: know. There's also a Patreon tier. There's also level. a
1: Patreon tier where you get it for part of your Patreon bonus. Yeah.
0: looky there. It's all it's all coming together. Yep. yep. We talk about coaching and Patreon a fair amount, but I actually did just like an a la carte Coaching from a guy that uh, found me on TikTok, but very much in in our lane, does solo acoustic stuff and has an '80s band. And we talked a lot about marketing and kind of getting established in his uh, in his neighborhood. And it was a good conversation. And just a reminder that we do offer fun options for people, regardless of how you find us or what you're into. Yep. And you know, our community has gotten so big, and we've gotten to share in so many kind of like cool wins, like. Adam Moskowitz got to play an event for Sammy Hagar. And while he didn't meet Sammy Hagar, he was in the presence of Sammy Hagar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sammy was over, over there and Sammy bailed out early.
0: But yeah. These it, things, they happen. Look, when you're Sammy Hagar, you bail when you want. That's right. No one tells him nothing. No. He's, he's got that tequila
1: money. Yeah. He can't draw 55.
0: Well, and you, you've seen that interview. He's like, I've made more money selling yeah. tequila than I ever did right. playing music yeah. and a lot of people were like I saw a lot of people like see it's just like mm, point of reference the reason why he's able to sell all of that tequila yeah. is because he was in Van Halen so it's not an either or thing it's uh, again this is influencer this is an influencer market mm. so he just was a an influencer uh, back then And so branding, personal branding is a thing and it's important and you should consider it. End of rant. End of rant. But yes, so find those things, (laughs) weaponize that nostalgia, get those dirty audience members right where you want them. That's right.
1: That's right. Hit them in their
0: childhoods. Make them pay. Tips. Or don't. don't. Yeah. With tips. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They'll go, oh, I haven't heard honeysuckle blue since 1997. That's right. Have a nickel, young man. (laughs) That's right. I don't
1: know. It went farther
0: back in. I don't know where I'm going with this. 1997. Indeed. All right. Got any any parting words? Uh, Play well. Rock. This will be a short one. Yeah. I got to pack. I got to practice for these gigs, and I've got some editing to do, and then some work stuff and family. Just normal stuff. Normal crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. All right. Go do it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Easiest way to support the show is to go to the website, buy some merch, or take a picture of what you're listening to, tag us, tag me, tag Dan, tag the show. Or actually, if you do that, if you share anything on your social media and you tag us, it goes into a drawing where you can win a free piece of merch from the merch store. So if you don't, if you want merch, but you don't want to buy merch, share something online and uh, let us know about it. And and you can get a piece of it for free. Sweet. Or you can do any of the things that Sammy Hagar's best friend, Adam Moskowitz <laughs> is about to tell you. There you go. For that We'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson.
1: Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray.
0: You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of July 28th, 2022. Have an awesome week, guys.
2: And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener. This is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us value. amounts of great content so as a thank you go ahead and send them some green energy on their patreon page for real send them some digital coins and when you do that you'll get access to the slack back channel which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band the winds the losses. the behind the scenes goodness if you play at least once a month for money all i'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VamBand. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at vanband.com We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown, and southeast florida i play guitar and backup vocals at adam moskowitz music on ig also follow the cbc host on ig that's at adam patrick johnson and at dan ray musician or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods i'm gonna go ahead and call it for adam moskowitz in boca raton florida that was your outro bumper on CoverBand confidential always be performing <laughs>